Yes, say, 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 yes, yeah. And we are your hosts. I'm Buddha. It's your boy Dylan, 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 Tax Bait. It's your boy Nels, aka Big Facts and Full of Facts. Episode 155. How y'all boys doing? Wonderful. And you know, it's, it's another day and another episode before we get to numero tres. Next week's our, uh, our three year, right? Yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. Three say, years in that thing, cuz. What's good with it? Yeah. Do podcasts age like dogs? So are we really like 21? That's crazy. Bitch? I was just about to say that. I just sat there thinking in my head, like, oh yeah, we dog, we old in dog years. Twinsies, bitch. I mean, to be honest with you, I would I would have to think so because a lot of podcasts don't make it to three years. This, so I would I would assume facts. that like Maybe we are like in fact twenty one. Like we're allowed to drink in podcast. This is facts. Not that like this mm, is this not is that we impressive. would because we're a professional establishment. But you know, it's always. A I mean, I'm be honest with you. If we ever do a live podcast in a bar, I'm drinking. Oh, if we do a live podcast at a bar, best That'd believe be we're. It's gonna be litty. Yeah, I'm, I'm drinking dope. just off the rip. I'm letting you know now, straight up. Open up a tab now. Bit. All right. <laughs> Trouble with Taz. Sometimes you forget to pay that bit at the end. <laughs> well, you gonna I be mean, washing. Shit, them. We probably ain't never going back to that bit again. So you I gonna mean, wa- it is what you it gonna is. be washing them dishes by your lonesome. Facts. I ain't washing no dishes, fam. I bet. I'm be like, <laughs> j- I'm be like, jail me, please. You said jail me, please. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Right. <laughs> Speaking of jail, payback was the other day. What the fuck? All right, cool. Yeah, I'm just going to let that. I'm going to let that transition rock. Sure. Sounds good. Listen, I'm a Segway king. All right. So, yeah. <laughs> payback was this past Sunday. Um, we did our picks last week, and we all had the same picks, so we all tied. Um, so, no shame in the game. We all went four and two. Um, I will go through the matches like I normally do. Uh, Big E versus Sheamus. Big E took the win there. Uh, they're continuing that that solo push for him. Uh, I'm not sure how high it's gonna go. I feel like it's gonna cap it the Intercontinental title. I don't see I don't see them giving him a, a a World Heavyweight title push right now. I just don't see where he would fit into the current landscape with what's going on at the moment, at least. I mean, things could change in the next few months, but I got to imagine Xavier Woods is coming back soon. I Kofi's feel like only. It- I feel like he'll get a push. I feel like he'll get that push if he go heel eventually, and if they all go heel with him. I can see that. And they change their or, persona. Or if they put if they, him what, on a different roster. Right. I, I can see them because I feel like I feel like they wouldn't give it to him just because they don't want another colorfully John Cena esque ish, you know, vibe. I feel like if they if he were to get the title, it'd have to be on some like dark ass against the grain type of type of vibe. I would the just have only to... reason... Go ahead. I, my bad. 
The only reason why I would see them not really giving them a push is I, I agree with Buddha. Um, I mean, I, I'll take it a little deeper. As far as the fit, I don't even know if it's so much the fit. I look at who's like really the, the top guys right now who are kind of going for it. And my question is, can y'all realistically create a storyline with it, right? Because it's almost like in my mindset looking at it, as of right now anyway, they don't even run in the same circle of like storylines. I was going to say friends, but they don't even run in the same circle of storylines. Like when you look at like Orton and uh, what's Jit name? The the McIntyre, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, their storylines as some in some way, shape, or form are kind of relative. So you can see that, like, even though it came out of nowhere, it wasn't like, oh, what the hell? It was like, oh, all right, bet. Like, I can see that, right? Like, right. Braun Strowman and The Fiend, like, that was a long time coming. Like, oh, all right, bet. We can see that. Like, Roman Reigns comes back in the picture, and you're like, I mean, he's beef with the both of them. All right, bet. I can see that. But, like, it's been a really long time since we've really seen Biggie, like, on a solo thing, you know what I'm saying? And and that's that's where my mindset is, because even with the push that Kofi Kingston got, Kofi Kingston got the push because we all just really wanted to see Kofi Kingston get it. So it didn't matter who the hell he fought, it would have been a good look. But I think that they could have done it with either Kofi or Big E or Xavier. It's just Kofi was the best one at that time. So right. you can't do that again. And you know what I mean? So... That's why I'm like, I, I don't know. Like, it, he has to build that back up. Right. And I think a hesitation as far as turning him heel, because of how, like, bubbly and charismatic he is, we really haven't seen him, like, how he is, like, on the mic as a heel. Exactly. That's why I, that's why I, I would figure, I, I'm about thinking about it present time. I feel like, let him be this guy for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like one another, another thing too I'm not really for giving him The WWE championship Right now in his career I feel like he's still He's like you're, This is your In my opinion You're really fresh Into your singles career You know You're about to finally get You know The Intercontinental You got Did he win the Intercontinental Championship? Um, Possibly Big E? I'll, I'll pull that up While you're talking you, Are you asking Has he ever won Or are you saying Did has he, he win yeah. it Has he ever won The, the Intercontinental Championship before Like what's I his? feel like he's I feel like he's won A singles belt before I think so he, I mean he's had to have No That's right. It would be kind of crazy yeah, If he I, has I'm looking it, it up. But, yeah, So I feel like but, If he has it I would love to see him Maybe get the Intercontinental title Keep the persona he has You know And then down the line Of his career You know once he's like Really established As far as a singles competitor Okay, so uh, Big East Championships in WWE, he was NXT champion. He was uh, Intercontinental champion one time. And then they've been Raw Tag Team champions twice, SmackDown Tag Team champions six times. Okay, yeah. So I could see him getting the Intercontinental Championship again, having a nice little, you know, standing with that. And then you, you can think about that for whether that be for the next six months to a year. That's a long time to all of the next next year you look at him, you could probably that's a lot of years that's a lot of time to develop a character to be ready for that flip just to that get that push up. Yeah, so me? like to work on in the meantime. Mm-hmm. I feel you. I mean I'm for it. I just Because I feel know, like he'll definitely get the WWE title eventually in his career. I don't, I don't see why he if if Kofi Kingston could get it, you feel me? Kofi Kofi was here way before Big E. So it's like 
you know, I still feel Big E, Big E's had enough of him being tied to Kofi when he was early in his career is, is good enough to where it's like, and having that background of being NXT champion, having all these guys in NXT now coming up, you know, whatever old rivalries he might have had in NXT can pop back up now on, on SmackDown or Raw down the line to where now it's a good look. Imagine those video packages from his NXT days that they could draw up for, against whoever they could put him up. Who is he? Who Around the time when he was NXT, who was he going up against a lot of the times? Well, he beat Seth Rollins for the NXT championship. So he was going against people like Corey Graves, uh, Damian Sandow, Bo Dallas, Seth Rollins, uh, other people like that. Oh, okay. So it's not that, that big. But. Yeah. He may, he's been on the main roster for eight years, though. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, so he's he's getting close to it needing to be that time soon. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. We'll see what happens, but, you know, I'm, I'm here for any, any Big E push. Great for guy, sure. so props to him. Um, Matt Riddle defeated King Corbin. Uh, it was a cool match, but... I thought that was going to be the end of the feud, but afterwards, Corbin attacked Riddle backstage, so it seems like they're kicking that down the road more. So we'll see how that plays out. They milking um, Corbin, boy. I don't know what kind of pull Kim Corbin got right now, but he is milking. Right. <laughs> right. Um, and actually, that's, that kind of brings up, I know we were talking about that in the wrestling chat uh, as far as if and when we think he'll get a, a WWE championship opportunity, which I think he should. I think he's a great heel. He's good at making people really not like him at all. Um, his his moveset is good, like the deep six and the uh, uh, end of days. Like, them shits go hard. Um, it's just a matter of, for me, I think his championship status really all depends on what comes after this King gimmick. You know, he got it when he won King of the Ring, so it's not something that can last forever. So what comes after this? Because remember, he was kind of in a, in a state of floating for a, for a while after he wasn't GM of Raw anymore and he was kind of still just wearing the little tuxedo vests thing and he had no character really. I feel he needs to like, for him to have the W. I feel like, I didn't, I wouldn't say I didn't, I didn't like the hair he had when he did the original gimmick, but I like the concept of the person that he had and the attitude he had, like that lone wolf, yeah, you know, vibe. So I feel like it would have to be something to where, one, the fact that you didn't did this whole corporate shit over to King shit, he'll have to go, he'd have to disappear for a little bit. Yeah, and come back completely different. And come back as a badass. Yeah. You know, the music, you just and have some, you know, just be a badass, bro. Like, come on, hey, y'all need to start looking at, Y'all, the people that came before you that you resemble, bro, you don't, you ain't that far off from looking like the Undertaker in stature. You feel me? And like some of these other dudes that have these badass to me, you're built like and you, the difference between them is you have a move set that's ridiculous. So yeah. you could be a badass that just like you feel me? Look at the look at the um the Roman Reigns of the world and how they came in. The the, the what's his name? The Lunatic Fringe. I forgot your name. Already. Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose. Oh, those type of vibes that niggas came yeah. at. You feel me? Like you have a capability to be able to just be on that vibe. And just be a badass and come back on some vengeful shit. Even but he got, I feel like he'd have to disappear on some crazy shit. Like he'd have to get fucked up. It's true. Have a great match. Put him in like a really good good match. Put him in a match where he shows his ass. You feel me? As this shit, but gets really fucked up. 
whether it be an elimination chamber, uh, a money in a bank, a hell in a cell or something. You feel me? And then you go away for a little bit and come back. It would change the whole concept. And people yeah. will fuck with it. Because, I mean, you got, you got to think that time's coming soon because the King gimmick can only really last so yeah, long yeah, until yeah, it's like, it's, it's, it's pretty much played at this point. Right. King, Booker T got retired on that King gimmick. Yeah. But, <laughs> I mean, but uh, to be honest, he, he went OD with that show. That show was great. It was hilarious. It was wonderful. <laughs> yeah, he, had the, he did the pinky up and everything. He put and on he that fake British wife. accent. He had amazing, he had a gorgeous wife. Yeah. Queen Charmel. You had Mr. King. Oh, hell, King Booker. King Booker. <laughs> you had people say he played it perfectly. And he would talk in that British accent, and then somebody Someone would piss him off, that. and he'd snap it's, back to that hood like, perfect. what? <laughs> it's perfect. But yeah, Corbin got to figure this something else out. But, you know, he milking it until he do that, I hope. Facts. Hopefully um, in the lab. <laughs> moving down the card, uh, Bobby Lashley defeated Apollo Crews for the United States Championship. Um, I think this was a needed victory for Bobby Lashley and to kind of give some credibility to the Hurt business uh, because they've really, outside of like jumping people, they've kind of just been on L's for the most part in matches where it counts. So they, they kind of needed this victory and especially him being the, 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 the CEO, in quotes, of the Hurt business. Um, he, he should be the one holding this title, not uh, MVP. Right. So, yeah. So no, no complaints there. Uh, we'll see what happens to Cruz at this point. Uh, the Women's Tag Team Championships, as we all predicted, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler beat Bayley and Sasha Banks. Uh, Shayna looked incredible in this match. And the way that she finished the match by using Bayley's, or using Sasha's arms to put Bailey in a chokehold and tap Bailey out using oh, Sasha's arms. Like that shit was nuts. Yeah, and that was that was a nice finish. That was dope. Yeah. So so that shit was crazy and like because Bailey tapped, you know, after the match like there's like this lasting image of Sasha staring at Bailey. So like it, oh, they've been milking this story for so long and it's been so good. Like it hasn't it hasn't really hit a sour note at all. Like they've been they've been killing this story. So it seems like it's finally getting ready to implode because now Bailey is no longer Bailey Doe Straps. She only has one belt. Uh, two belts Banks is now No Belts Banks. So I'm about to cup for yours. Yes, and yeah, now they're buddy, both back make on. No money. If I ever go broke, <laughs> I'ma take your money. That's that's pr- exactly <laughs> exactly. And now that they're both back on SmackDown full time, now they're not floating around anymore. So now it's going to be a very neutralized story. You know, that we'll get once a week instead of kind of spread out two to three times a week. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to see where that goes. Um, our first match that we got wrong in what was surprising, Keith Lee defeated Randy Orton. Um, Relatively was, quickly, too. Yeah, it was yeah, it was like five to ten minutes, but it was a good match. And he it wasn't like a fluky Roll up win, like he hit his spirit bomb, rise up power bomb thing, and and pinned him one two three, and I think that really one goes to show that they're going to be pushing Keith Lee pretty hard, but it shows the amount of respect that Randy Orton has um, for taking that loss clean because he didn't have to. Being you know 
in the WWE for 20 years and a, and a 13-time champion. It gives you a little bit of clout in the business. And, you know, I, I respect the fact that Randy Orton's at that point in his career where he's willing to to put these younger guys over that are going to be the, the future. So I give him a lot of respect for that. And it didn't, it didn't hurt him because the very next night on Raw, they had a triple threat match to see who would fight Drew McIntyre at Clash of Champions next month, um, or at the end of this month, rather. And it was uh, Randy Orton, Keith Lee, and Seth Rollins in that match. And the way that finished, Keith Lee hit the spirit bomb on Seth Rollins, and then Randy Orton came in, hit the RKO on Keith Lee, but pinned Seth Rollins. So didn't hurt Keith in that regard. You know, so even though Randy took the L the night before, it doesn't hurt him because the very next night, boom, he's number one contender again. So mm-hmm. it's like every it's good on all levels. So I like what they're doing with that story. Um, I really need Randy to win this title at Clash of Champions. It's time. My dog needs his 14th title run, uh, especially when he's like hitting all time highs right now in his career. As far as mic work, character work, everything like when, when someone's got the hot hand. Just like in, in the NFL. If someone's got a hot hand, you got to let them cook. You got to let them cook. Um, and then the main event, a no-holds-barred uh, triple threat match for the Universal Championship. Uh, Bray Wyatt versus Braun Strowman versus Roman Reigns. So this match was a little interesting how it played out. Um, first, The Fiend came out, which I love his entrance. His entrance is so fucking good, especially in the Thunderdome because they can add all the extra lighting and effects around and everything. Right. Shit's fire. Um, but once Braun Strowman came out, they just started scrapping off rip before even before Roman even had the chance. So they start the match. Honestly, they fought for a good 10 to 15 minutes before finally Roman Reigns' music hits. Damn, what are you and, doing? And the thing was, um, on this, oh, and I we should probably mention last week on SmackDown, it was revealed that Paul Heyman is now in the corner of Roman Reigns. Nice. Uh, Roman Reigns is officially a Paul Heyman guy, further cementing his heel status. And if anybody still had doubts that maybe he's turned heel, him showing up 75% of the way through the uh, <laughs> the main event triple threat, I think is a pretty clear indicator that that's, that's a pretty slimy heel move. So, But on SmackDown, he was refusing he a, to sign the contract. A, he pulled a Brock Lesnar move. Pretty much. He was refusing to sign the contract on SmackDown, even at the start of Payback. They were kept trying to knock on his door again to sign the contract. So, like I said, about 75% of the way through the match, his music hits. He comes out with Paul Heyman. He's got a chair on one hand and a pen in the other, and he signs the contract right there at well, the top of the the first ramp. time seeing him with Paul Heyman? Yeah. No, no, no. That was the second time. You saw him at the very end of SmackDown um, because he was saying, oh, he'll, he'll get things figured out, and he'll eventually be in the match. And he said, and he's going to win it. And that's not a prediction. And it panned over to Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman's like, it's a spoiler. And then, uh, so yeah, so fast forward to Payback. Comes out, signs the contract, comes in the ring, basically starts fucking them up and everything. And, uh, you know, he's hitting spears and that kind of shit. But he pins Braun Strowman and wins the title. So Roman Reigns is now the champ, which I love that that happened because... The Fiend doesn't get hurt in that regard because he's not taking an L. Um, it wasn't his decision for that to happen. So now you're starting this program with a heel Roman Reigns, which everybody's been waiting for, and a 
tweener face, in, at least in the story he's playing face, uh, The Fiend, which will be interesting. Uh, because, you know, people love The Fiend anyway, so he's not going to change anything he does, right. but he's just going to be playing the babyface role. Because uh, he doesn't really cheat anyway, because he doesn't sell. He just takes whatever you dish at him and <laughs> fucks you up afterwards. Right. Uh, one kind of wrinkle to this that I thought was interesting during the match when it was just uh, The Fiend and Braun, when The Fiend was winning, there was a close-up on The Fiend's face at one point, and it cut to backstage where you see uh, Alexa Bliss. And she's now, her hair is no longer straight. It's like in these pigtails, so she's looking even more like Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. And like she's just like staring at the screen, like infatuated with uh, uh, The Fiend. So it's going to be interesting what kind of wrinkle she throws in there. I don't know if maybe... She becomes Sister Abigail, like some kind of like possession type shit, to where she has an alter ego. Mm. Uh, who knows? But I'm interested to see what kind of what kind of wrinkle comes from there. Um, but yeah, so Roman Reigns is your new heel champ. So look lit, at, love it. To see what's coming from there. Good writing, man. They're doing a, a decent little job over there. At creative facts. Um, and then the one thing I did want to mention on NXT. Karrion uh, Cross, who beat Keith Lee, or yeah, who beat Keith Lee for the title at the Takeover pay per view and separated his shoulder, had to relinquish his title, and they had a fatal four way sixty minute Iron Man match on NXT. That junk was so dope. That shit was lit. It was all former NXT champions. Um, one of which, whoever won, would become the third ever two time NXT champion. Uh, the other two being Samoa Joe and Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, and after 60 minutes, it ended up... Oh, and the, the four people in the match, sorry, were Finn Balor, Finn Balor, Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, and Adam Cole. And uh, at the end of the 60 minutes, uh, it was a tie between Finn Balor and Adam Cole. They each had two pinfalls apiece. So William Regal came out and said, all right, next week... We're going to have a match. It's going to be sudden death between just the two of you. Winner takes the title. So that'll be next week. Uh, Cole versus Balor for the, uh, the NXT Championship. So very excited about that. And I hope Finn gets it. For real. They yeah, me too. It'll be nice. <laughs> they need to bring the demon back out so he can go and do his thing. Right? Right? I haven't seen. I don't think we've seen the demon in... It's been a couple of years at least. Since we've like seen him, this so. gotta be the time he comes. This has to be the time for him to bring him out. You would think, but I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I predict that he comes out, and we're gonna see. Oh no, they change the song, don't they? When the demon comes out, mm-hmm. no, it's the same song. It's just uh, it's a longer intro part before it gets into the actual song. But it's the same song. Boy, that junk is still fine. Yeah, because the beginning it's more like heartbeats. <laughs> That's but Nels, there is uh, one other wrestling-related thing that I know you wanted to mention. What that is? About your boy Oh, Brock, Brock Lesnar clearing it on y'all stupid ass? <laughs> Brock, is, Brock is a free agent, y'all boys. He's going to MMA, baby. Good job, bro. Clear. Okay. He's going to do, do a money grab versus John Jones and clear it, bitch. John Jones is going to beat his ass. Yeah, John Jones was dusted right. stupid ass. Well, that's not going to happen. 
And I'll tell you why. One, Brock Lesnar has no interest in returning to MMA. He had that opportunity and decided not to take it a while back. So at this point, and especially with his age, he's not trying to get in fighting shape for an MMA fight. Guarantee it. Secondly, um, his, his contract expired, but the latest report I heard, it's really no big deal on either side. There, there's a working relationship with Vince McMahon to where when Brock's ready to come back, they'll negotiate the contract, or if WWE has a story in mind, they'll, they're willing to pitch Brock whatever he wants, and he'll come back. Brock's not going nowhere. He's just gone for a while. Just about to go enjoy his life. Yeah. He already don't like people. He's just vibing. He's got his little ranch and... Because it would suck for him to come back to UFC and get his ass demolished by John Jones. Exactly. Plus, I think if he comes back, he has to be in the USADA drug testing pool for like a six-month period before he's even eligible to take a fight. So, like, it's just... You know, there's a lot of red tape involved in that. Plus, I don't even know if he ever served his suspension from Itch. when he failed the drug test from his last uh, fight. Itch. So that would be another six mm. months on top of that. Okay, well, I mean, bump that, bro. I'm still going to stick by what I say finna happen, but uh, John Jones, Brock Lesnar, money grab, let's get it. Okay. Straight up. Hey, Brock, if you hear me, don't be no punk. I mean, you're not a punk. You whoop my ass, but... <laughs> don't be no punk because of John Jones. You hear me? Like, don't quote me and then come after me. You know what I'm saying? I just want to see you fight John Jones. You know what I'm saying? That'd be nice. Right, that's that's, that's all I got Jones. in the wrestling world. Bro, free my dog Brock to fight John Jones. <laughs> Why? Why y'all do? Don't do this, bro. Listen, I'm not going to allow for this pause thing to happen no more. All I'm saying is. Is my dog Brock need to fight my dog John? You don't think that would be like that wouldn't get no money? Yeah, of, course of course, it's money. money it's just there's a lot of logistics involved in making that happen. Oh, whatever. You guys want to always? It was going to be a big money fight calories. between Brock and Daniel Cormier, and it just didn't happen. <laughs> That's true. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. But speaking of things that didn't happen, let me tell you what did happen. We did our actually way too early uh, NFL season picks, and I think you should talk about that, Buddha. No, because I haven't done it with Dylan yet. Oh, we didn't do it. Oh, never mind, never mind, never so mind. So it's going to have to wait another week because I haven't gotten with Dylan That's yet. That's dead. I didn't know. I thought Dylan did it. My fault. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, all right, bet. All I'm going to say is when we talk about <laughs> it come next week, <laughs> right, when we talk about it come next week, I'm excited actually because I think like don't say this anything. is the best. Don't give away. I'm not anything. saying anything. Okay. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. But here's what I'm gonna say. This is the reason why I wanted to talk about it this week. I think this was the best job I ever did, and it was the sleepiest I ever have been, which is funny as hell because I was dying while we were doing that. Yeah, for full transparency for everybody listening, it takes a good hour fifteen, hour thirty to get through these picks because when when I do these way too early picks. I don't just go, uh, okay, Bengals, what do you think their win-loss is going to be? No. I go game by game, week by week, matchup by matchup, and and get the picks. So it, it, it takes takes a minute. It's a fun it's a fun uh, little experiment, man. It, it just don't do it when you're tired. Right. Because I fell asleep like three times. Yep. And it. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's all good. Uh, okay. But staying in the world of football, um, Leonard Fournette 
out of there. Gone to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So he's literally going across the state. Well, first he's got to go down the street and then go across the state to make it to Tampa. Uh, what do you guys think? You think it's a good move for Leonard? You think it's a good move for the Bucks? Uh, like, what are your what are your viewpoints right now? Early viewpoints, because obviously we don't we don't really know what's gonna happen moving from here. I mean, it's a good move for all parties involved, because I mean, it's if I'm the Bucks, it's not like he's gonna hurt me, because we still have not at all. Jones. Uh, what'd you say, Dylan? I said not at all. Yeah. So I. So even if he is banged up or not mentally right or whatever the case may be or anything, it's no it's no sweat off their back. And if I'm Fournette, I have a I'm going into a great offense, a great team all around with a great coach. It's not a environment like Jacksonville. Uh, not at all. And I mean that as far as like the team goes. That shit has imploded. That shit has been imploding. Jacksonville has uh, been imploding. <laughs> yeah, that team is that team is a dumpster fire right now, and um, I think the only people they have left on the roster is like Miles Jack and Josh Allen, who they drafted last year. That team is officially imploded. Yeah. So Implosion. It's, it's, it's a win-win from him. He has a legit chance to get a ring this year. So why not? So, all right. Here's some of my concerns. I'm not gonna say this is what's gonna happen, you know. And I had to do the, I had to do the little tongue click because we've seen this before. We've seen the team with the collection of talent, and here's what really scares me. I think a lot of times we don't take into context how serious transitions are, ever. And what I mean by that is like transitioning to a new playbook, transitioning to new personnel, all of that. I'm not saying the team can't be good this year. I'm not even going to say the team can't make the Super Bowl. They definitely can. They're easily one of the more talented, if not the talented team, most talented team in the league right now. But here's the thing you have to look at. You got to look at the system and the type of players that you're bringing in. Leonard Fournette, we know, is not necessarily... uh, let me get my two, three carries and, I'm, and it's on and popping, right? Like, you you got guys like that, like a Christian McCaffrey. Where Christian McCaffrey doesn't need a lot of carries to sit here and give you a phenomenal play. Um, you know, I feel that the way Fournette plays is a lot like Derrick Henry where it takes some time. It takes some carries, but they're tough to bring down. And once they really get into the flow of things, then, you know, you've got yourself a ball game. Now... That sounds like the, exactly the type of team that you want, which is probably what they're trying to do for the for the sake of you know protecting Brady, making sure Brady's good with a decent run game. But you have to remember there are three receivers on that team. Those three receivers, they got to make sure, and I'm pretty sure at this point their chemistry's got to be on point. But if it isn't, that's going to be a problem because we're talking about two receivers that got hella targets. Jameis was throwing the ball a lot. You see what I'm saying? Evans, he's going to need his targets. Godwin's going to need his targets. I mean, most receivers, they want their targets. If they don't really get their targets, it does hurt their game. I don't care what receiver you are. You, 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 need, you need targets. The, the name the, of a receiver that... Go ahead. I was going to say, the one pushback I have on that, and I think a big thing here is who that head coach is. Bruce Arians don't give a fuck what anybody wants except what he wants for his team. 
So and that's and that's you can fair. Be upset with the amount of ball carries you get, you can be upset with the amount of passes coming your way. He don't give a shit. He wants to win a championship. And and okay, that's cool. No worries. But you have to also realize, like, are these players like you know, like when you look at the the Patriots, for example, the Patriots had a bunch of guys who they were okay with whatever role they filled in because they was trying to get a ring. I'm not saying Evans and Godwin, and obviously Gronk was that guy, so I don't think Gronk will have a problem with that. I'm not saying they can't be those guys. But there are more receivers in the NFL whose games are different when they're not getting the looks that they're used to. Right? It's just it's just the truth. It's about how many targets you're getting, how many looks you're getting, how many routes are you running, are you running the routes that are more conducive to the way that you play? Like, you know, I think Arians has a tough job and not even a tough job in the sense of he's got problematic players. I don't think any of those guys are problematic. Again, I'm, I'm literally looking at the what ifs. It's a matter I mean, I, of... I feel like they they had a decent amount. They had a decent rushing game last year. I mean, they had over 1,500 yards of total of rushing yards. You feel me? I'm sure Jameis accumulated for some of that. That'll get didactic since he's not there. But... Obviously, bro, what yeah, about what they, about Vic Brady, bro? You don't think he's gonna take off on them hoes? Not the way Jameis would stop. stop <laughs> not the way Jameis would, but like you know, so if they were able to get fifteen hundred yards of of offense rushing last year. You know, I feel like Leonard Fournette can take care of the bulk of that, and you're still able to like you know understand that this is probably for his best benefit because now he doesn't necessarily have to get twenty five thirty carries. He can get twenty carries. You know, like, and they can still throw the ball a decent amount. You know, and that team, if they, I feel like they're having high power offensive enough that if they get ahead in the game, dude, they'll be running. By the third quarter, they running on your ass. For damn the rest of the game. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying that it can't work. It's just you know, I, I love throwing the little wrenches in there, especially from like a coaching perspective. It's just, it's a lot to put together in a very little bit of time. That's why when. Arian said, like, oh, like, you know, Jones is our number one running back. Leonard Fournette is going to have to kind of figure his way in the system. Like, a lot of people feel like it's a try to Fournette, but I don't think it's a try to Fournette at all. I mean, think about I mean, it. it. You've done a whole not, training he camp. He doesn't understand the system yet. You're new. Yeah, you've done a whole training camp with one running back. That guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, but Fournette he knows is that be system. A great asset to that team because he's still Leonard yeah, he Fournette. Is. The if, Leonard Fournette is, if Leonard Fournette is okay with being that number two, and getting carries in situations that's good for him, I think that'll be great. Because the thing is, you know, it seems like that situation in Jacksonville was kind of toxic, and maybe that's why Fournette was as outspoken as he was. But the sum of his outspokenness makes you wonder, like, all right, cool, like, if he is going to be that number two, and if you are going to restrict his carries, and if you are going to use him situationally, is he really going to be that guy to be like, all right, bet, like, we can make that happen. You know what I'm saying? So the, all these questions, again, all hypothetical. You know, that team might be together as hell. Leonard Fournette might walk in and, you know, all of a sudden he's looking at the playbook and going, oh, I know these. This is what I did at LSU. You never know. But, and also on top of that, I mean, they, they have Tom Brady. And I was telling, I was talking to uh, one of a listener of ours about this, actually. And um, shout out to Mike, by the way. Um, and when he asked about it, I told him, I was like, you know, Brady being on that team is 
more valuable than you'll know. And not even in the sense of being on the field. It's like having another head coach. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, he definitely strikes me as the kind of guy that can instill greatness in you as a person. And when I say greatness, I'm not talking about greatness in the sense of he's that good, everybody else is good. It's like the man want to win. You know what I'm saying? And it, and it appears that that confidence he has, that quote-unquote passion that he has, if we're going to call it passion for him, we got to call it passion for everybody else is putting that out there. I think it can rub off on players, especially young players who want to win. I know if I'm a young player and I'm on the offense and Tom Brady come in, I'm sitting there like, all right, bet. Like, I'm tapping in. Like, I'm be like, yo, Brady, like, what do we got to do to get this ring? I'm here. Like, I'm taking all these notes down. Like, I'm, I'm here. You know what I mean? So, I think Tampa Bay just legitimately became the most interesting team in football. At first, it was the Chiefs for me because the Chiefs was talking so much trash about this new dynasty that they're forming. I was like, oh, I got to see this. Like, I got to watch all their games and figure out what they're doing. But now it's like, might be the Bucks. There's so many pieces. Mm-hmm. And we didn't even mention isn't Shady over there? McCoy's over uh, there. He might be, yeah. Uh... Yeah, he's over there. So you got Jones, McCoy, and Fournette. And yeah. Gronk and Evans and Godwin. McCoy and Bobby And Gronk. And they got another tight end too. Like they got a lot of pieces right now over there, That's bro. Perfect. That junk is crazy. That's perfect to get a ring. That's crazy. Just we gonna see. You got the pieces, not make it work. Everybody want the pieces till you get the pieces. Bro, that junk is crazy, bro. Who would have thought? Who would have thought like six months ago we would have been sitting here like, oh, yeah, Tampa Bay is that team. Well, you going crazy with this team on man. Bro, think about That's that. That's code, bro. Oh my gosh! Like it's it's maddening almost. That's like when they when they used to have the all Madden team on there. I don't know if they still do. But yes, I remember that. Team. Yes, bro. Everybody used to play with a little all Madden team. It was too good. Oh yeah. And everybody was. If you just want to, if you just want to just murder somebody right quick. Yes, bro. It was either the Madden team. I don't. Or I forget when they actually stopped doing this. But I remember they used to have the uh, EA Sports team. Mm-hmm. Like, it'd be the team with the developers on it, and every single one of them was 99 everything. That was crazy. Yeah. I think, uh, what was it? What was the Madden I used to play that used to have all that? I think it might have been Madden 2001. Well, I'm sure my age. Madden 2001 not only had a Madden, not only had like the all Madden team, it had like decade teams, and then it also had a freaking like Pharaoh team, and you could play in like a pyramid type. Stadium, the fuck? yeah, bro, it's crazy. <laughs> I'll say I'll send it to y'all later. Like it was, it was legit. You could play with those, uh, with like a mummy. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, bro. So, as gonna be, it's definitely gonna be interesting, man, to see to see what's gonna happen as far as what Leonard Fournette got going on. Um, Cam Newton is a. Uh, Captain, one of the captains for the New England Patriots. I saw uh, an alert on my phone. Yes, what do you guys sir. think? Good move, That's bad move. Why is it not shocking? Well, I feel He's like a Cam's a locker kid. room guy. And I think for the most part, if you look pretty much down the league, the starting quarterback is a captain. For the most part, the vast majority of teams. And he's the starting a quarterback is one kid. of your captains. 
like Bill Belichick said, for those people that thought Cam Newton is lazy, Bill Belichick said he's a hardworking kid. People that's hardworking get captain badges. Isn't isn't Julian Edelman a captain? Probably. I believe so. I mean, so, it's yeah. voted not by the players, so I imagine he might be. Maybe. Mm-hmm. So you can here's see who, the thing you can that's tell by who captain. Here's the thing that that's interesting for me. I feel as though, especially when like I see Belichick more personally, like as he's like a lot more things are being released about him. I do really feel like number one, he has a hell of a personality. I do think this. Uh, have um, you seen his subway commercial? Yeah, like so I, I feel like yeah, like so he 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 has a lot of personality, and I really do think that him and a guy like Cam could really get along because the thing about Cam that I think a guy like Belichick can really get into, and he's proven this before with other players, is that he really appreciates players who are just themselves. Well, I. I, I agree. I think he sees a lot of like somebody like Randy Moss in him too, and he loved Randy. Yes, and and that's why I say it because Randy Moss was unapolog- was unapologetically him, as is Cam. Like they're obviously not putting on a show with the clothes they wear, Cam with the hair that he's doing, like all these things that he does. It always it always blows my mind because people were like, oh, he does it for the attention. I was like, there's no way he doesn't need any more attention. The man posts a picture of his hand on Instagram and he gets millions of likes. I highly doubt he's doing any of this for attention, but more for himself. Um, I think Dylan had asked for who the captains were. Um, and actually Edelman is not one of the captains. Edelman is not one of the captains. So that's, that's actually quite interesting. I mean, not only, not only is Edelman not the captain, um, it's also, I would have thought that Gilmore would have been a captain. So Gilmore and Edelman both are not captains. Um, the McCordy twins are captains. Um, Lawrence Guy, he's a captain. Jawan Bentley, he's a captain. James White is a captain. Cam's a captain. Um, David Andrews is a captain. And uh, Matthew Slater is a captain. So those are your captains for, for the Patriots, which is kind of interesting. That's, that's actually really interesting to see out of that list of guys can't really get put over these other individuals. So I wanted to put something else out there for you guys. A couple of uh, news tidbits when it comes to uh, the NFL. Um, number one, the NFL is to provide pre-recorded crowd noise for the teams. Um, what do you guys think? You guys think crowd noise is needed? Yes. Yeah, why not? Agreed. Um, a lot of people really... A lot of people really wasn't a fan of it. As as I, I thought it would have been a unanimous, like, yes, we need crowd noise. But there's really some people out there who are like, we could do without the crowd noise. And I'm like, do you know what a scrimmage sounds like? I, I want, it, I want <laughs> like, it as long as they kind of do what the NBA is doing and angle the cameras down so you don't really see a bunch of empty sidelines. Because then yeah, that, that, that'll kind of take me out of it. And then also, like, make sure that the, the, the chants and stuff makes sense. Make sure there's like a defense here and there. If you're playing the Jets, we need to hear the G E T S Jets. Oh, Jets, it'll, Jets. it'll be we the same the soundtrack Eagles from song. Madden. We need to hear they'll, all that. They'll just use the same soundtrack from Madden. I guarantee it. Probably. Like, yeah, because that's More what WWE is doing. WWE is doing the same stuff from their video game. 
So. Oh, okay. But actually, you know what? That makes a lot of sense. I literally was thinking that when I was watching Payback. I was like, I was like, damn, this sounds like the game. Yeah. But I don't in, have the game to play it or whatever. Yeah, because in um like Madden, like if you're playing in Green Bay, you'll hear the go, Pat, go, go, Pat, do, go. Do, 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 Okay, true. That's true. Good point. Solid point. Uh, okay. Yeah, you, get, you definitely need that. need that J-E-T. They used to look kickoff and shit. Right. Um, what else you got? So the Texans, so my theory might be out the window because the Texans are working on a deal with Watson somewhere in the range of, uh, 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 um, freaking, what's his name? Uh, Wilson, uh, from Seattle. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. Uh, they're, they're working on a deal that's going to be comparable to that. So maybe Watson isn't going to the Patriots after all. So forget (laughs) what I was saying. Um, what else? There was more. Oh yeah, um, Haha Clinton Dix got cut by the Cowboys after getting picked up like five months ago. They're going after. Uh, they're going after Thomas. Haha, you oh, might boy. be trash. Haha. They might be going after Thomas. They let his ad go. Um, the Browns picked up. So the Jaguars' starting defense is literally like, like you said, is decimated. That other starter, the other safety, uh, Harrison, From he's Alabama. gone. Yeah, he's going to the Browns. So now the Browns secondary is like decent. Where did he get him? Where did he he go from? He from the Jags. Oh yeah, he was at the damn. He was with the Jags. Jags, What position? Yeah, safety. The safety, strong safety. That that makes sense because we got uh, Demarius Randall from the Browns. Correct. Yes. 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 And um, what else? Oh, interestingly enough. We talked about this three weeks ago um, after Kittle got his contract extension. Apparently, talks between Zach Ertz and the Eagles have broken off. Come to the Patriots, Zach. We need you. So, we need you. They said that it was supposed to be a backloaded offer. Now, here's the reason why I think the talks finished off when I was reading the article. Apparently, the backloaded offer had less cash over the next four seasons annually than Austin Hooper's contract with the Cleveland Browns. Bitch. I feel you, Zach Ertz. Go get the bag, Zach Ertz, because you are better than Austin Hooper. Period. And I like Austin Hooper. I like Hooper, but he is not no Zach Ertz. Straight up. He is not no Zach Ertz. So, we finna see. We gonna see. So, I mean, that's that's essentially it. You know what I'm saying? Fantasy football coming around. Are you guys ready? Not even. Bro, honestly, yeah. no. <laughs> I gotta review all these rosters and shit, bro. I'm not ready. Yeah, yeah. I feel plus, that. I mean, plus, it's gonna be so weird to see how everything happens because, like, if somebody pops for COVID, they're out for two weeks. Like, I feel like my whole drafting strategy is about to change. Because I feel like I, right. I need extra players. I think also fantasy football is kind of off because we're not really certain if there's going to be a full-fledged season. You know what I mean? Right. And to be real with you, that's that's primarily the reason as the uh, as still the serving commissioner of the Ball Sports Podcast Fantasy League. I don't know if we're going to have one. 
Yeah, we'll have to discuss that off off. We gotta uh, talk. We gotta talk. Of course, we're gonna talk about it off air. But you know, we gotta we gotta bring that up to the board. Gotta bring that up to the board. But the but honestly, I brought that up to to talk about that. Like, what do you guys? How do you guys feel about fantasy football this year? Do you feel like it's gonna be hurting because of the the stipulations and the potentialities of 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 COVID? Um, I think oh, people. Sure. Will st- I think people will still play. I think we're going to see a lot less uh, paid leagues, though. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. Mm, yeah. That's a, that. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's true. Very true. I mean, only time will tell, right? Mm-hmm. Only time will tell. We got to see. We got to see what happens. Shit. Ne- next week starts everything. So next week we get back into our weekly picks. We get back into uh, next week's the first preseason. Oh, game? actually, no. Next week's the first week of college football. For the top okay. Yeah, next week I was about to say next week is college football. Yes, yes yeah, it is. It's, it's yes, it is. NFL, my apologies. Then you yeah, need to no skip the preseason. Wait, are you sure? I think the tenth is the first. Hold up, my bad, y'all. Then you need to skip the preseason. No, go ahead. Then you go straight into the money. I Monday. mean, I think like no, this next is week. probably one of next Thursday Texans Chiefs Thursday September tenth. That's the first preseason really? game. No, that's the wow. first. There's no preseason game. So that's Let's the first. Go. That's we, it's we week right, one, we baby. Right into the money. Next week, week one, baby. Woo! We that's right crazy, the really. Yes, oh, sir. Oh, that's why all these drafts are happening so quickly. Ain't yes, no time. sir. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. So we really gotta have a talk, babe. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. So I mean, if that's it, I, we can transition out of the NFL unless you guys got something else to add. No, nah, we're gonna be we're gonna be talking about a lot of NFL next week, so because that'll be our that'll be our our start of the season primer. We'll, we'll okay. do all the way too early picks once I get a an hour of Dylan's time, and then uh, yeah, we'll be good to go. All right, for sure. Okay, cool. So we'll transition over to the NBA, and uh, yeah, I, I mean playoffs have been really good. I, I cannot lie; like I've been. Pretty impressed with the playoffs. I mean, there's a lot of shocking things that happens. Um, before I get into the the actual outlook of the playoffs, I really want to give you guys a hot take. I feel as though the crowd means more to the NBA than previously thought. I don't think that's a hot take. Why is that? Because you have skilled teams, like the teams that have the better skilled players are winning these basketball games. And I think like the travel really matters. Like for example, we're watching the Toronto Raptors right now who are kind of struggling against the Celtics. I feel as though if you're playing in Toronto, which is one of the louder arenas in the league, that matters. I think the travel also matters. I think the weather also matters. I think there's so many different things that matter that you're taking away with the bubble. And I think you're legitimately seeing the better teams win. Oh, yeah. yeah. Period. That's- like, there is there is no more, like, you know, like people used to say, oh, the crowd can't matter or the crowd doesn't matter. I heard it way too much because I've, I've always said this. Like, for example, the Golden State Warriors... They were a really good team. I'm not going to ever take that away from them. However, you can never, ever, 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 ever understate the fact that they have the loudest 
crowd in the NBA. Oh, yeah, the Oracle, well, the Oracle, the Oracle. They called it the Oracle for a good reason. I mean, it's always been loud. Even before they win their championships, even when they had the We Believe time with the old, old, old Warriors, where they were like the number eight seed and they beat the Mavericks, who was the number one seed, they were loud as hell. You know what I'm saying? And I'm lo- I'm looking at it like, for example, look at Milwaukee. Right. Look at Milwaukee. Like I'm not shocked like that that Milwaukee is losing 2-0 to the Heat because for what it's worth the Heat are, about are a more life. skilled team period the Heat are a more skilled team yeah, than Milwaukee we've been saying Bucks. that all year so what I think it is too you gotta understand the Heat would have to fly first from Miami all the way to Milwaukee stay there for two games if they lose both games to come back to Miami to play catch up that's tough. That's tough, which is why home court matters, which is why winning these games matter. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, for sure. I, I agree. I don't think that's a hot take. I think that's, I mean, they call it home court advantage for a reason or home field advantage for a reason. I mean, plans, fans play a huge part in everything. And it's, yeah, right, right, right now you're just, you're in the gym. Who's better? I Remember, remember when when we before we opened well before they opened up and we had our uh, episode prior to that was something that I said like it, this is actually gonna be one of the harder playoffs in general because this is open gym basketball. Yeah, that yeah I said that. That's too. what when, it is. It's when, open when gym Giannis, basketball. When Giannis made that statement that he thinks because when they asked Giannis about oh well the winner of this finals have an asterisk next to it. And he said, no, this will be the hardest fought finals for anybody ever. Mm-hmm. I was like, I LA completely fitness, agree bro. with that statement because ain't no home field advantage. Everybody they're just... They're in them trenches, man. The hoopers yeah. going hoop. Whoever hooping, hoop. Bro, and I mean, honestly, that's why like some of these get these series, I don't think Houston gets brought to seven if we're playing at home courts, number one. No. Number two, anybody who says Chris Paul isn't a baller, shut up. Number number three, and we're going to get into all of these series in a second. If Utah can keep that team, they're going to be a problem. Chris Paul you heard baller, it here first. But Chris Paul is a freaking you should, you baller. Been, you should have took that free throw, though. I ain't going to hold you. He's a freaking hooper, bro. So, you should have took that free throw. The first rounds are finished. I don't think we covered the first rounds um, because they didn't end prior to us recording last week, I don't believe. (laughs) Well, yeah, true. But, I mean, some of the others, some of the sweeps we didn't have either, I don't think. Because, remember, we were the ones saying that Utah-Denver, because Dylan wasn't on that episode. We were the ones saying Utah-Denver was pretty much done. Yeah. Because, remember, Utah was up 3-1. 6 or 7. And Denver ended up coming back and winning that. Wow. Um, disrespectful. It wasn't that. It wasn't being disrespectful. It was just honestly the guys for the Nuggets who stepped up the last four games. My boy no, I mean, the, the last three games, they were nowhere to be found. Jamal never. Jamal never slacked off. Ever. It's honestly. It's even though like Jamal and Jokic did what they had to do. It was what the Nuggets really were starting to do on the defensive end too. Oh yeah, they, they finally played too. defense the last game. Yeah, and 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 uh, Millsap did what he had to do also, if I'm not mistaken. I think that's who is. Yeah, yeah, Millsap. Millsap played good. So 
Anyway, uh, in the West, we have uh, Portland losing to the Lakers in five. Um, sorry, Buddha. Uh, I mean, it was it was a really good hot take at the time. To be honest with you, Blazers was playing hot basketball. It's just the Lakers is a very difficult team to play because you know what they're gonna do. Right. It's just it's either you stop it or you don't. We're gonna shoot these shots over you. If they fall, you're gonna lose. Yeah, that's just what it is. Hurt either, so. (laughs) Yeah, Dame got hurt, and then I mean, even by then though, it was like what three one. Um, but my my one thing three one baby. My one thing here is, AD didn't disappear in the fourth. If AD doesn't disappear in the fourth, the Lakers are winning the finals. If AD continues to play in the fourth, how he's playing in the fourth the last three games, Lakers are winning the finals. Um, If they help, if they extras hit their shots, man. True. You can't Um, stop them boys. Clippers uh, won a a very high contested uh, game or series. Um, Shout out to the Mavericks for really giving them a hard time. Um, I would have much rather have to have the Nuggets face Mavs than the Clippers right now. True. Um, Denver beating Utah in seven. Shout out to the Nuggets for the comeback. And uh, Houston beating OKC in seven also. Listen, that was a very underrated series. Houston versus Oklahoma City was really, really That good. game last night was crazy. Yeah, yeah that game was that game. Shout out to Chris Paul really for, for, for bringing yeah. that team to where he did because that is that is all Chris Paul over there. I don't care what a bit tell me. Chris Paul ain't yeah, over that was, there. That team is that not doing no and Shout out to Harden for that block. That last block at the end there. Well, he went in. He went in. Whew. And then the Werewolf will jump up, even though. But that nigga, they really. I told him I was like, bro, the fact that this dude is right here is dropping thirty. I told him before the game was happening. I'm like, they were, I think he had like twenty five at the time. I'm like, bro, the fact that this kid has all these points. I feel like they're going to lose because I feel like what's right. going to happen in the fourth is, is what I happen, and this is what I tend to see with Chris Paul. Chris Paul gets to doing all this sherry, sherry, sherry shit. Mm. And then by fourth quarter, now you you cold or you don't get enough touches to where, like, we get them when they matter. And they were feeding them, feeding them, feeding them to the point where it's like, all right, I feel y'all, you feel me, but, like, all right, it's, it's, it, we, it's playoff. You feel me? It's time for – we're in a bubble. It's playoff time. It's time for you, Chris Paul. It's CP? It's time for you to take over the game. You feel me? I feel like twice in that game, I saw incidences where that didn't happen, especially once on the free throw. And like, I don't care that Daniel Gallon-Rodden has a great free throw percentage and made 50-some percent, maybe 50-some in a row. I feel like Chris Paul, what, this year was averaging like 90% from the free throw line and you're that team's leader. You can't, the baller that you are in that pressure situation, you got to be the person taking that free throw. You got to go out there and take that ball and take that free throw. Gallo got to go sit down real quick. You feel me? And I feel like better play calls need to be made <laughs> for sure. Like Adams had a clear that that last that last inbound play was ridiculous. You have a you have a damn near seven foot center on on a on a six foot six PJ Tucker. You're given a lane. Even then, low key Schroeder had a lane. That they could have attacked, and you get Adams at the three point line for the end of the for the end of the for the end of the game. It was, it's too much. It's like not enough CP at in the last in the last two minutes of that game. 
especially if it, being that he came into the third, fourth quarter making like two threes in a row or something like that. So it's like you gotta you gotta end it with him. So also uh, before I forget, even though the Nuggets did win that game seven. They was a ball rim out from losing that game because mm-hmm. yeah, Jamal shit, Murray that, wanted that, to go for did. a free throw. I mean, for a stupid. for a layup when he could have just pulled the ball back out. That junk was crazy. That was a young dumbass decision. I hope he understands. I was like, "Yo, what is up, bro? Yeah, wow." I so um, I just need people to put respect on Jamal Murray name from now on. So in the West, we're still waiting for the first games. Um, and I think there one is tonight, and then another one's tomorrow. Or actually, both might yeah, be tonight. Yeah, we about to we about to face the monsters. Um. So, also tough, but <laughs> in the in the East, we've got uh we, pretty we much all sweeps in the first round. We yeah, we're gonna get into picks. We're gonna oh. get into picks. I just oh, want to finish yeah, off. Yeah, no, no, you're good. You're good, though. You're good. So in the East. You've got pretty much Milwaukee was the only team that took an L against the Magic in the first game, which was wild. That was the that was the sign to me that told me, oh yeah, this is not home court at all. Like the Magic gave them work that mm-hmm. first game. You hear me? Vukovic or how you say his name was freaking giving these boys buckets. Okay. Now, oh God. you had my you had Miami sweeping Indiana, Boston sweeping Philly, Toronto sweeping Brooklyn, and now your top two seeds, your number one and your number two, Milwaukee's down two zero to Miami, and Toronto's down two zero to Boston, and they're losing by like five or six right now at the half. Pascal Siakam has three fouls currently, and he's in foul trouble again. So it's not looking too good. I mean, do you guys want to do picks for these two for for the sake of doing picks? I mean, who you got for Boston versus uh, Toronto? Boston and five. I got Boston and five. Okay, Boston and five. I can see that. Um, Based off of what I've been seeing, if they lose this game tonight, it's Boston and four. So I'm going to say Boston and four. Um, And to be honest with you, in the beginning, I thought it could have went either way. And as as a fan, I was okay with us losing in six or losing in seven as long as we were competitive. Just because I was like, all right, cool. Like, we do have playoff experience. This is the bubble. Things are a little different. I got to see who we have answers for. You know, the the. I mean, Toronto looked like they was playing impressive ball. But I'll say this. I wasn't concerned about the starting five. I do think that the Celtics have top three best starting fives in the league. Without a shadow of a doubt. I think their starting five is a problem. Um, I was worried about the depth. The, the depth is is, is tough. Um, the bench is good when they want to be good. But, I mean, they've really stepped up in the playoffs in this bubble. So, I mean, that's that's really what's been pushing them over the edge. The starting five is always going to give you an issue. Um you know, it's tough to stop that, that trio where you got Walker, you got Brown, and you got Tatum. I mean, these are three guys that can really score almost at will. They have their spots to score. You know what I mean? And they can get there and they can make buckets happen. Jason Tatum is about to be a bona fide star oh, yeah, in the next, is. like, year. Um, and honestly, Brown is right there behind him. I think Boston needs to do what they got to do to keep them three together, and I think them three want to stay. So shout out to 
to Danny Ainge for putting that together. Um, what about Miami Milwaukee? Miami in five. Five. I see Miami in five also. I can all I can almost say Miami in six, but not a competitive six. I don't see Miami in six like it's about to be two two. I see it as it's gonna be three oh I mean it's gonna it's two oh right now. I see Milwaukee winning one, Miami winning one, Milwaukee winning another one is three two and then Miami shutting it down, personally. But again, they Milwaukee needs to win game three. Jimmy a dog, bro. If Jimmy Butler is a three, problem. If they lose game three, they're getting swept. And to be honest with you, are you ready for this? The Philadelphia 76ers let Jimmy go. Yeah, and they gave got a Jimmy, bunch of, I told you because they got some bitches over there. They got a little crybaby. And they yeah, and they gave it. Jimmy they gave Jimmy's money to Tobias Harris. They got some crybabies over there. Yo, they have a bunch of light skins over there. They got crybaby Joel. That's why he drove over there whining. That's why he probably couldn't get along with Jimmy. Because Jimmy over there, you know, a rough nigga. Joel over there. <laughs> he got cry a baby, Cry baby Ben can't shoot. Cry baby Ben over there. You feel me? You got they not he not fit for them. That's why he had Facts. to get over there with them dogs. Facts. And now we're gonna get to the fun side because we don't know what the hell's going on because nothing has started. Let's start with Denver Clippers. What do you guys got? This is gonna be tough. Wait, Denver heart- Clippers? Yeah, Denver, Denver versus the Clippers. Oh, I thought they had. Clippers oh, that's is number right. okay, two. Okay. They don't have my Yeah, heart. Denver's number two. I mean, Denver's number three, and LA's number two. That's my right. heart says. My heart says Nuggets in seven, just because it's my team. But I feel like it's about to be. I feel like it's about to be Clippers in five, low key. I'm taking Clippers in six. Um, you know, seven if, game series. If- if Paul George can start stringing games together like he did at the end of their series, their last series, I'll say Clippers in five. If Pat Beverly comes back, if Pat Beverly don't come back, I'll say we could get we could take him to seven games. I got Clippers in five, um, not because I don't think Denver can can make it competitive or can't make it competitive. I watched every single game of that Denver Utah series. That was tough. That was tough. I don't care if you're in a bubble or not. You're playing games like pretty much every two days. Clippers kind of been chilling. I don't know, bruh. I think that's tough. Ain't no travel time. There's no extra couple days break. Ain't no time for TV crews and nothing like that. I don't know, bruh. I don't know if Denver is still going to have that energy, number one. Number two, um, even if Pat Bev doesn't necessarily come back, seeing Denver struggle with Utah's defense... I think the Clippers have better team defense. I think that's also going to provide some issues too. Jokic isn't going to have as much freedom as he did against Utah. Because, I mean, yo, I mean, Rudy Gobert is good, but Jokic was giving him some serious problems down there. Um, I mean, shoot, he hit the game-winning basket on his head, a little hook shot. So that's, that's what I have. What about uh, Lakers-Rockets? Lakers in seven. Uh, yeah, Lakers in six. Um, I want to have a hot take. It's been a while since I've done a hot take. I got Lakers in four. Nope. Did you just do a hot take like two picks ago? Yeah. <laughs> Not that's how. He did a hot take about home court advantage. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, but that was a lukewarm take at best, bitch. Yeah, 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 yeah. This one, and I'm gonna tell you why. I don't think that small ball. Oh, I don't know, man. Listen, when you live and die by the three, you're gonna get a win or two. I'm sorry, bro. Like, they're not gonna not hit four games in a row. Oh, yeah, they gonna hit. Uh-huh. I mean, I hope I'm wrong. What, you know, what you I, I, your hot take is what? He said Lakers. Lakers in four. Yeah, you're disrespectful. I'm not disrespectful. I just and and if don't, Rondo comes back, I'm the definitely only way. Gone. The only way that would happen would be Westbrook uh, taking them out of the game. Because well, at times during this OKC series, it looked like Westbrook was a double agent and he was low key still playing for OKC. See now, I feel you. Now here's the reason why I feel like this game. I feel like these games are going to be tougher than you think. In my, from my perspective, again, I, I could be wrong. I, I, I never want to come across like I know it all because I don't. But Steven Adams is OKC's only big man. In order for you to stop small ball, you need a big that can really produce some problems. Like, for example, even though the Celtics play small ball for the most part, they still got Dice. Um, dice is nice. Um, that Dice is nice. Um... And he's still, he's still a big man. He's a big man that can shoot the three ball. Um, so when you're talking about the Rockets, whose big man is Tucker, um, remember, the Lakers have three big men. One of them who plays like a guard. So there's no answers for AD. There's no answer for JaVale McGee. There's no answers for Dwight Howard. I mean, they These do guys are gonna go, Chandler, though. He's going to play. I mean, they're yes. They're going to have to. You're going to have to. They're not going to not. They're not going to just have people okay. in there with you. Yes, that's that's fair. Tyson Chandler will play. But if they do that double big man lineup that they've been doing that hurt the Blazers, Tyson Chandler guards one. Which one are you going to put Tyson Chandler on, AD? I mean. I think it'll switch it on and off. You feel me? PJ Tucker will get the AD. Tyson Chandler will get the AD. I feel like, yo, you really got to just, that's all they really have to go at them. So you'll have to probably stretch them both out. Even I feel even Jeff Green will take some shots at AD. Jeff Green, Jeff Green could probably give AD some issues. I mean, again, I hope I'm wrong. I just, just want to hot take it. I, I still got the Lakers winning regardless, but I, I'm going to say Lakers in four. Um, Watch me be wrong. Fast forward two weeks later. Watch the Lakers take the L game one. <laughs> I'm going to sit there and be like, I cannot believe the Rockets swept the Lakers. <laughs> I'd be like, bro. All right, so everybody got their picks in. Remember your picks because I did not write any of them down. Okay. Ow. What a guy. What? 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 Whatever. Y'all get over it. Um, <laughs> is that is that it in the world of sports? Are we missing anything? Nope. No. I don't think so. All right, bet that up. So we're going to go to uh, Underrated Bars of Fame. The only reason why I'm going to do this off for Underrated Bars of Fame is because it's been a long time since we've done any blunt songs. Um, I want to do a blunt song. Um it's a song that sounds really happy and cheery, but it's not. 
Um, I played this song for my wife. Shout out to my wife, by the way. She's freaking awesome. Um, what, bro? It's been a long time since I've done that. Like, y'all gotta let me live. Week. What do you mean um, it's been a long time? I didn't do it. I didn't do it last week. I didn't do it the week before. Yeah. I didn't do it the week before. That's, a that's long not time. true. That's not um, true. That's not true. <laughs> what do you mean? I haven't done it in like two, three weeks. That's fine. We'll run the tape back. Don't worry. Go ahead. Continue, sir. Nah, run the tape back, bro. Get back at me, bro. All right? You have your people call my people. All right? So I played it for my wife, and she didn't really make much of it. She listened to the song, and you know, it's the, the, beat, is, the beat is the beat. But then when I showed her the lyrics... Her first thing was, oh my gosh, this is a terrible song. And I was like, I know, isn't that lit? So the song that I'm going to <laughs> paraphrase for you guys is Habits by Tov Lowe. All right? Or it's Tove Lowe, might be Tov Lowe, I'm not sure. You know that song, I gotta stay high all the time to get you. Really? I gotta send it to y'all. Anyway, let me read you guys these lyrics. Uh, 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 uh. I eat dinner in my bathtub Then I go to sex clubs Watching freaky people getting it on It doesn't make me nervous If anything I'm restless Yeah I've been around and I've seen it all I get home I got the munchies Binge on all my Twinkies Throw up in the tub then I go to sleep And I drink up all my money Dazed and kinda lonely you're gone and I gotta stay high all the time to keep you off my mind. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. High all the time to keep you off my mind. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Spend my days locked in a haze trying to forget you, babe. I fall back down. Gotta stay high all the time to forget I'm missing you. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Pick up daddies at the playground. How I spend my daytime, loosen up the frown, make them feel alive. Oh, make it fast and greasy. I'm numbing way too easy. You're gone and I gotta stay high all the time to keep you off my mind. Ooh, 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 ooh. High all the time to keep you off my mind. Ooh, 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 ooh. Spend my days locked in a haze, trying to forget you, babe. I fall back down. Gotta stay high all my life to forget I'm missing you. Ooh, 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 ooh. Staying in my play pretend where the fun ain't got no end. Ooh, can't go home alone again. Need someone to numb the pain. You're gone and I gotta stay high all the time to keep you off my mind. I'm pretty sure you guys get the point. Ooh, 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 ooh. ooh. Habits. Tov Low, underrated bars of fame. Wow. All right. <laughs> what? Bro, you have to have variety. Listen, you need these kinds of songs. There are people who live through this very thing. I mean, it's a problem. I, I'm, Check I on your with, friends. I, I agree with different variety, but that ain't it, Chief. <laughs> I mean, that's that's fine. No stress. I, I think that it is a bit underrated because a lot of these songs on these feelings don't really get much airtime and don't get much appreciation. Maybe. And sometimes, or, you know, you need to appreciate those songs. they're just not that good. <laughs> Actually, it's, it's a pretty decent song, to be, to be honest with you. You haven't even heard it. 
I mean, if if it's not that good, next week you can come and say it's not that good, but you got to at least give it a chance. Sure. Send it to me because I'm not finna search it. I don't want to fuck fuck up my algorithm. You don't want to what? I don't want to fucking up my algorithm. Fucking up your algorithm? Can you grow up? No. That's ridiculous. Anyway, can you tell him how to reach us on email? But my dog said he don't like his algorithm fuck with. Gee, shit. Awesome. Speaking (laughs) of algorithm, let's have them, you know, hit us up on email. So tell them how to reach us on email. Ballsportspodcast at gmail.com. What about on Twitter? Balls underscore podcast. And what about on Instagram? Did I just say Instagram? Twitter? Instagram? Balls underscore sports underscore podcast. What about Facebook? Ball Sports Podcast. All right. Subscribe. Give us five stars. All that good shit. Yeah. We're done. We're done. Um, You know, of course, we appreciate y'all for listening to our podcast. You could be listening to any sports podcast in the world, but you listen to us and really appreciate that. Just keep giving up these listen, and we're going to keep giving you these uh, bomb-ass material to ride with. That being said, we out of here. Niggas. Yeah, bye, hoes. Little scallywags. We're gone, baby. <laughs> <laughs>